Welcome to the Live in Love podcast, hosted by Jason and Amy Carter. For more information about this podcast, other resources, or booking information, go to liveinloveministries.com. Now, here's Jason and Amy. Hey guys, and welcome to episode two of the Live in Love podcast. I'm your co-host, Amy Carter, along with my husband here, Jason Carter. Hey guys. We are so thrilled that you have decided to listen in to our second episode here on the Live and Love podcast. You know, we've been battling some sickness this past week, so we may sound a little bit froggy to you. We just ask that you bear that in mind and forgive us and have some patience with us and uh, just kind of deal with our scratchy voices. Yeah, we have determined we're doing this one way or the other. That's right. Yeah. Um, God really set this in our hearts. And, you know, when sometimes God puts things in your hearts and you try to take action on them, the enemy will do what he can to make that go awry. And so uh, Jason and I have been battling some sickness this week, but we are here to share what God has laid on our hearts. We feel very compelled to um, bring some hope and encouragement to your hearts and lives this week. And so... What is this week? Well, yeah, we've been talking about how right around the corner is Valentine's Day. And so we just really feel like we're supposed to talk about love this week. And, you know, love is in the air. And, of course, all the ads are on TV and all the candy is out on the shelves and so forth. And Jason and I don't really buy into the Valentine's Day craziness. Yes. So like our philosophy has always been that if it's only one day of the year where you celebrate love, then is that the really the way it's supposed to be? Or should we be? It should be Valentine's Day. Every day. day. Yes, and you should bring me chocolate every day. day. I know, I know. So (laughs) always chocolate, you women and chocolate. But we get it. It's part of the love language that y'all have. Yes, yes. So anyway, so love is the topic of this week. And love is a really important topic in Scripture as well. And throughout Scripture, we see that Jesus talks about love. Matter of fact, the probably most quoted verse ever, John 3.16, is just that. It's, you know, for God so loved the world, right? So love is always brought up. It's a constant theme of Scripture. And so we felt like it was important to talk a little bit about that. Well, and the heart of the matter is God is love. And so we were created out of his heart, his love. And um, so we are the kind of beings that, you know, he has formed us to be, is to be beings of love. You know, people who love, whether that's loving him, our creator, or loving others that he brings into our lives and across our path. Yeah, and we founded Live and Love Ministry, so... Obviously, that's a it's core to who we are as a ministry, but also just as who we are as people in our family, because we've always said, not just in our relationship as husband and wife, but we wanted our home to be a home that was filled with love, a love amongst the people that lived here, our kids always knowing that regardless of what's going on, regardless of circumstances, regardless of if mom and dad were getting after their behinds about something, <laughs> that they were still loved. But also that when people walked in this home or they were around our family, that love was at the center of who we were and what we did. We don't always do it perfectly. And sometimes that that can be messy. Love can be messy. But it really is at the heart of who we are. So let's 
do this. Let's start because we talk about love is important in scripture. Let's start and talk about love in the scripture. We find different types of love in different parts of scripture. So there are four different main types of love we find in scripture that we, we get from the Greek. We know that not all scripture is in Greek, so if it's in Hebrew, but we have the same types of love even in Hebrew um, that we find at least close uh, as well. So you have eros. Eros is a romantic love like you have with your spouse. Then you have storge, and storge is a family love. And that's a love between brothers and sisters, a love a mother to child. That could be you, know, you love your grandma and grandpa. It's a family type of love. And then you have phileo or philia, which is a brotherly love. It's where we get the word Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. So that is a very close friend. Those would be those men in my life who they know things that nobody else knows, right? Because we have a kind of love as brothers uh, that is hard to break. But then we have agape love, which most of you listening probably have heard about agape love and know that, and that it's an unconditional love. That is the love that's used when we quote John three sixteen. you know, God so loved the world. It has no condition to it. Therefore, it doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter your good or your bad. It doesn't matter your, your failures or your successes. It doesn't change God's love for you. You can't make him love you anymore, and you can't make him love you any less, right? Right. You know, looking in that list of those four types of love and thinking about those four types of love, there may be, you may be sitting there thinking, well, I haven't experienced all those types of love, or I'm in a season where I don't have that romantic Eros love in my life. And that's okay. I think there's seasons where we may have two of those types of love or three, or if you're blessed, you have all four. Uh, But the beautiful thing is no matter what, we always have that agape love. And there's going to be times where those other, those other types of love, the Eros, the Storge, the Philea, they may fail you. There may be times where there's wounds, where there's hurt. Maybe you've extended uh, love to someone in that way and been burned or been wounded uh, by someone breaking your heart or hurting you in a relationship somehow. The beautiful thing is that above all else, we have that beautiful agape love from the Father. Yeah, so you you bring up that for some people listening, they're already considering turning this off and not listening anymore because we're talking about love and that's maybe not a good topic for them right now. Maybe their pain or woundedness betrayal or whatever that has come with that i want you to hold on and i want you to continue listening because because we're going somewhere and alfred lord tennyson says this tis better to love and loss than to have never loved at all and so i ask you amy how do you feel about that because i think we've all probably at some point been hurt through love like is that really true or is that just a really cool quote well no yeah i think it's true for sure i mean Yeah, when you love, you have to open yourself up. You know, there's risk involved. You have to make yourself vulnerable. You have to um, allow yourself to possibly be hurt in the process. And that's really hard to do, especially if you have been hurt before. Um, I would just encourage you to ask God to bring healing in that area. And honestly, the best way to heal a wound like that is 
ask God to to help you, but then also to step back into that and allow yourself to open your heart back up to love and to be loved. I know that can be challenging. And, you know, I recognize too, there's some really deep wounds. And I would encourage you that if you have anything like that, where there's been some deep woundedness that's happened in your life, seek out some professional counseling, some Christian counseling, some wisdom. Obviously, don't enter back into a relationship that's unhealthy or or dangerous or not beneficial in some way to you certainly not abusive. We don't want to encourage anything like that. But, you know, use wisdom and discernment about entering back into relationships with the same people that have wounded you. But don't let that keep you from opening your heart back up to love or be loved by someone else. It's the old, like the old adage that we talk to our kids when they're riding their bikes. Just because you fall and and you hurt yourself, whether it's a skint knee or whether it's a broken arm. We would never, ever tell our kids, yeah, you just never need to ride a bike again. I don't think that's why parenting is is to say that. And I don't think it's true with any type of risk. And, and love is definitely one of those because I think the joys that come with truly being vulnerable and loving and allowing yourself to be loved by others, even after hurt, maybe makes it sweeter and richer. And that joy far outweighs the fear that comes with maybe getting my heart broke again or maybe someone betraying me again because even scripture bears that out because scripture says that what cast out fear perfect love and so i I think it's important for us to know like we got to make our continue to make ourselves vulnerable Uh, it's really what jesus did it's living that same kind of example Yeah, I was just thinking as you were speaking there, Jason, about how Scripture refers to us as His beloved. And I was thinking about that word and how if you really break it apart and you look at it, it's be loved. Mm. And so we really have to think about that, too. It's not just about giving love, but being willing to receive love that's given from the Father and from others. Um, And I just think that's a beautiful word picture there beloved we are his beloved we have to let ourselves be loved you know and i think about i think a lot of times in scripture when we think of love we go immediately to first corinthians 13 the love chapter you know that um everybody seems to know i heard something one time that somebody said about that chapter that i thought was interesting and really kind of challenging honestly uh, i don't know if you're familiar with the passage but in this passage Basically, we're being told all the things that love is and love isn't. I'll just jump down to 1 Corinthians 13, 4. And it says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And so the thing I heard someone say one time about this is, could you plug your name into that passage where it says love. Could you say, Amy is patient. Amy is kind. She does not envy. She does not boast. She is not proud, and so on. And man, that was just so eye-opening for me, Um, not in a condemning or convicting way, like, you better get your act together, Amy. You're not loving people well, but like challenging me and inspiring me 
and teaching me. And that's what God's word does for us, you know. What does love look like? What do I need to look like? What I need to put on that love, that agape, beautiful love that the Father has modeled for us. Yeah, and I I think one of the things I hear there in that scripture, but also in what you're saying, is that love is not just this abstract thing or this abstract feeling that we have. It's not simply that, yes, there are feelings that come with that or that are attached with that, but it's an action. Love is an action. That that verse is that love rejoices, that love trusts, that love hopes, that love perseveres. It's an action. It's a verb. Yeah. It's it's an, it's something that we we are actively doing. So with that being said, I, I want to talk about some Mother Teresa quotes not many people that that are wiser than mother teresa was but i saw something today that said about love from mother teresa love by itself just love is really useless it's meaningless has no meaning but love with action all of a sudden takes on meaning and i thought that was powerful and she said of course she said that meaning was service to others that's what love looks like and now Love takes on this whole new meaning. But there's another Mother Teresa quote that says, Not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. And I thought that was so incredible, especially when you start looking at a society we live in and people want to do great things, right? They want to change the world. And I think that's awesome. And I think you should go change the world. Yet, not all of us are going to stand on a stage in front of millions of people. Not everybody's going to get a platform like a Tim Tebow and be a a great athlete and and get to speak and and impact the lives of of millions of people. Not everybody's going to get to stand and sing and play instruments or, or whatever it is, write a New York times bestseller book, but everybody, regardless of your skill set, regardless of your gifts or talents, regardless of your station in life, regardless of whether you were born into poverty or you were born into wealth, whether you're black or whether you're white whether you live in India, whether you live in China or the United States of America, you can do small things with great love. You can smile at somebody who's just having a bad day that needs a smile. They need something positive in their day. That person that you can just tell, man, they work their brains out, but I can just see it in their whole demeanor. They feel like they don't make a difference. But the fact that you noticed and if you tell them that, that's doing something small with great love and it'll make a difference for that person and we a lot of times don't really value that we think well how big of a deal is that makes me think of when we sometimes do our like random acts of kindness Uh, we've done this with our family before we would encourage you and challenge you to do this for yourself or with your family you know we say okay this week we're gonna see how many random acts of kindness we can do for strangers as a family and so that's been kind of fun to do and just kind of share some some love and enjoy that way we would encourage you to try that as well but really makes me think of a Babby Mason song. If you don't know who Babby Mason is, man, she is anointed. I haven't heard her or seen her in years, but back in the day, 
She was my like go-to contemporary Christian. I have her tracks. I'm going to sing that at church Sunday. I was going to say we're we're throwing back at this yeah. point. A little Babby Mason. I love Babby Mason. Though. Shout out to Babby if she's listening. But one of my favorite songs of hers that she sang and wrote and that I used to sing on Sunday mornings in church is called "Show Me How to Love." And the chorus says, "Show me how to love in the true meaning of the word." Teach me to sacrifice, expecting nothing in return. I want to give my life away, becoming more like you each and every day. My words are not enough. Please show me how to love. That's just so beautiful to me. Like that's a prayer right there that we could pray every day as we start our day and just ask God to give us those opportunities to show love to someone. And I think that's important too, the whole piece of Going to the Father and asking Him just that, like, show me today how to love. Whether that's how to love my wife, whether that's how to love my kids, whether that's like, just give me eyes to see who needs something today. Show me. And so, with all that being said, as we wrap up today, I wanted to end with Scripture because we feel like that's where we kind of started. And that's really our example. And I think it's interesting that, you know, we make such a big deal out of love, the whole romance thing. You know, it's a holiday. It's a billion-dollar industry. We've made it into that with movies and everything else. But really, love is God's idea. Mm. And that's what's cool. So we go back to Scripture, and we can see Jesus talking in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40. And he says this. He's actually been asked by the people around him, what is the greatest commandment? And so many times Jesus was questioned. It was like trying to trap him or get him to say something and stumble. And he always just had the best answers. But this is this was his reply. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. I just think so much of the time we make this life so very hard. We just try to make out like it's the most difficult thing in the world to walk this Christian walk and what direction do I go and how do I really be Christ-like? Like, What does that mean to be like Jesus? That is, it's so hard. And it really boils down to these two things, love God and love people. Yeah. That's it. And, and yeah, love God with everything that you have. And when you do that, it's just going to translate. It's going to translate into that's flowing from my life. Because if I'm doing that, he's pouring that into me. I'm going to turn it and do that to other people. It, it's one of the, the reasons we do what we do with Live and Love Ministries. That's one of our verses for our whole mission is to live your life fully. John 10, 10. But then Matthew 22 Right? Love the Father with all that you've got. And then turn around and love others the way the Father would, would love them. And it's as simple as that. So our challenge to you is not just this week because it's Valentine's Day, but every day to go out and just love people well, whatever that looks like. It doesn't have to be over the top. It doesn't have to be mushy for you people out there who are not, you know, feely people, you know. <laughs> You don't have to be all mushy and in touch with all your feelings every day to go and love people. Sometimes that just means 
patting a guy on the back, right? Or giving somebody an encouraging word, uh, but loving them. And note to everyone out there in the United States of America, you can disagree with people and still love them Amen. and treat them with love. And so that's our challenge to you this week. I would recommend it is Valentine's week. You might want to go buy your wife some chocolate. Yeah. Do it on a day when she's not expecting yeah, it. Yeah, maybe do it on the 13th or the 15th. You know, like, <laughs> If you wait till the 15th, all the candy's half off. So Yeah, it is half <laughs> off. Of course, you might be in trouble by that point. It just depends <laughs> on how your wife looks at Valentine's. But we want to encourage you to really seek the heart of the Father and then turn around and, and give that away, that same love away to other people's. And we'd love for you to log on to our Facebook page and share with us how you showed love to someone this week. Uh, as an encouragement to others to do so. And uh, we'll be excited to read your responses to that. So be checking our Facebook page for our little question or poll or whatever you want to call it that we're going to put out there in response to this particular episode. Thanks, guys, again for tuning in and for your support and prayers. And until next time, live well and love well. You've been listening to the Live and Love Podcast, hosted by Jason and Amy Carter. For more information about this podcast, other resources, or booking information, go to liveandloveministries.com.